Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball After Dark. This is Kirk Henderson and Josh Bowe, the editors at Mavs Moneyball. You are joining us at about 10 p.m. on Friday, November 18th. The Dallas Mavericks just blew the Denver Nuggets off the floor 127 to 99. Josh, how are you? I'm doing good. My little Mavs Moneyball Slack bet is off to a tremendous start. Talk about that. I want to, I want the people to know it's a great, great bet. <laughs> Um, after the Houston loss and we were all understandably pretty, uh, upset about that game. I laid down, uh, the challenge that the Mavericks would win f- <clears throat> at least four out of the next six games or better mm. with their four out of the next six being Denver twice, Toronto, Boston, and Milwaukee. So obviously six really good, uh, opponents. Well, five good opponents over the course of six games. and. I know it seems crazy to say that after the Houston game, but I mean, if you've been watching this Mavericks team in the Luka Doncic era, this is just kind of what they do. Look at the schedule. Look at their wins. Look at their losses. They they play good teams well, and they play bad teams poopy. It's just kind of the, the laws of nature for the Mavericks since they drafted Luka. Although I guess you could, you could very much argue that Denver was uh, not a good team tonight because, I mean, they were missing their three best players. So this could have been another... Uh, pelicans situation so good to see the mavericks take care of business for for once this season yeah and if you missed the game uh there are were two nuggets players they're probably arguably there i mean former mvp nikola Jokic missed the game due to health and safety protocols jamal murray who's coming back off an acl tear also missed the game due to covid health and safety protocols and then aaron gordon missed the game due due to a undisclosed illness that is not covid Gordon is particularly interesting in that I sort of think that he might be the defining Doncic defender in the league, other than maybe Kawhi at like the best possible basketball. Um, it's one of these one of these things where I, I like the matchup because Gordon is tall and strong. He is the combination of the two things that can really slow Luka down, and he wasn't in this game, which meant that the the Nuggets just didn't have anybody. Uh, <laughs> Michael Michael Porter Jr., who um, there was. <laughs> there was a thing that happened. I don't remember around when, but it was either before draft or right after the draft. Porter Jr. inadvertent. He claims he inadvertently liked a post that said Luka Doncic was overrated. And it's one of those like hilarious slight things that's always stuck out to me. And Luka just, Luka just abused him. It was a mean, like Luka did mean things in this game where the Mavericks and Luka too really started off slowly they only scored like six points in the first five minutes of the game and then proceeded to score 122 points over the next 43 minutes. It was really, really just, just a, I probably did the math wrong there. I, it was just a really, really brutal game uh, for, for people trying to defend Luca. He, he finished with 33 points, 12 rebounds and 11 assists. In just 35 minutes, I say just 35 minutes because there was a a like kid played Luca for 15 straight minutes at one point, um, which was absolutely hilarious. Uh, his his rotations, kids' rotations are one of these things that he's been under fire for his entire career. Um, and but yeah, I don't care. They needed to put the Nuggets away. Like they put the Nuggets away. There were there were so many opportunities in this game where the Mavericks would extend their lead, the Nuggets would chip into it. The Mavericks should extend the lead again. The Nuggets would chip into it. And there were there was an instance in the third quarter where after being up 19, the Nuggets scored seven straight. 
And the Jason kid I've come to know and be frustrated <laughs> by does not call a timeout in those situations. He just lets it happen. He, he lets teams establish double digit runs before he calls timeouts. He called a timeout at the 830 mark that reset the, the momentum. Uh, and Dallas never really looked back from that moment. I, I was pleased by that. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, we're, what, we're 15 games into the season. So yep. we're starting to pick up some steam because once you get to game 20, 20 or so, 20 to 25, that's when you start kind of settling in and you start realizing the data is the data for for a little bit, unless you're, you know, the Mavericks of last year and you just go on a hellacious run when the calendar flips. So normally though, you know, it's about 20 to 30 games and you're like, okay, this is, this is the team you have. So it's good to see, you know, kid adjusting a little bit. You've already seen him, you know, the adjustments with Jim, you know, getting JaVale McGee out of the starting lineup, even if it took a game or two longer than we wanted. And Hey, lo and behold, JaVale McGee looked actually pretty good, pretty good tonight. First good game of the it season, really I would argue. That's the, the, and, and shout out to, to former Dallas Mavericks trash. Oh game, my DeAndre, God. DeAndre Jordan, who might be the worst NBA player in the league. Um, he just did the things that were like, it was so, I was having like PTSD flashbacks for covering basketball. Cause it would, it would just drive me crazy. Like Jordan was so terrible. He's been terrible for six or seven years, but because he's enormous, he just keeps getting jobs. And he made JaVale McGee look like a superstar. McGee just flashed to the open point in the uh, open place in the paint because Jordan wasn't paying attention and got like four dunks. It was awesome. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know how he, he stays in NBA rosters because those film sessions the day after have like, do they just ignore it? Like, I, I don't know what kind of grift he's I mean, pulling. He walks to, get, to the yeah. wrong spot. Yeah. It's not even like he's making the wrong choice in a hustle play. No, he he just move. goes. It's awful. It's, and he did this with the Mavericks. And we used to have to hear. That was uh, five local, years ago or whatever. Right. Five years ago in the Mavericks. Well, it was Lucas rookie year. So, yeah, I guess five years ago. Yeah. So we used to have to hear the Mavericks. You know how much he was paid that season, Josh, for fun? He was, uh, it was over $20 million. 22.7 million shout yeah. out cap space. Yeah. Um, we paid Dirk 5 million that season. So, so what are we doing? Uh, <laughs> I, I hope Dirk is making money uh, under the table from the Mavericks somehow, uh, whatever, but it, it's, it's just incredible to, to see, you know, that, that, that sort of thing go like is still happening where it's like the nuggets who by and large run a, like they're really solid when they have everybody, but it just goes to it. It's it's interesting watching another team's piece collapse like that, just because of you know, frankly, like a roster choice that is really poor. Um, and we, you know, we've been talking about that for two days with the Mavericks, where you know, team assembly is really difficult. And when when things are going right with the Mavericks, they just look unbeatable. the The question is, how do they get more out of what they're doing? I mean. I had a great time watching this game. One of the things that I just don't understand how the Mavericks are ignoring is how well Luca and Wood play together. It's silly. They're un they're undefendable and it and and they just don't want to play them together that much. And it's a really weird trend because remember when Chris Kristaps was here, how many game, how many post-game podcasts did we do? How many stories did we write? And not just us, like almost every single Mavericks media member. It was like, why aren't, why aren't they running more Luca KP pick and rolls? Like, why aren't they doing that? Because every time they did it, they would get like an amazing look. And I'm, it's starting to feel the same way with, with Wood. It's like, wait, 
why aren't you just running this play like every single time down the floor until the other team proves that they can stop it? Because so far they have it. And, and yeah, would look tremendous. Uh, and the chemistry with Doncic is obviously there. And I don't know, maybe this is the start again. Um, it's been kind of funny with wood because I think what was the game that everyone was like, man, I don't know like what is going on with them. The Brooklyn game where you played 21 minutes Yep. and scored six points, and they only won by two. And uh, I think everyone was like, "Like, what are they doing with McGee? Since then, I I want to say that Kidd has wanted to play him more, but the Portland game, he fouled out in 25 minutes. So so what are you going to do? Uh, the Clippers game, he played a tremendous first half, and then he played an awful third quarter. Uh, that helped contribute to the Clippers come back in the game. So Kidd kind of pulled him, but he like, he had a good reason to. Wood did not deserve to be on the floor in the second half. Uh, and then he finally played 30 minutes against the Rockets, and we just don't need to speak about that Rockets game. So, And then, you know, he plays 26 minutes only because he doesn't need to, 28 points on 16 shots. I feel like since that Brooklyn game, even though the numbers don't necessarily reflect it, I think things are leaning in the right direction towards of them making the most uh, of Wood you know, even though he's not playing 35 minutes a night, I think some circumstances have come up that have prevented him from being on the floor a little bit longer. Uh, but I think the coaching staff is finally leaning towards, okay, we just got to get this guy on the floor. He, he's totally played 26 minutes, though. Yeah, but, I mean, that's because the game – I mean, they, did he need to play more than 26 minutes tonight? I mean, they don't really have guys on their bench that I feel <laughs> comfortable watching. That's true. Um, but, I mean, in a, I mean, they finally had a 28-point win, so it's hard for me to quabble about, about minutes uh, in a game like this. Uh, sure. So, I mean, I mean, Powell only played 13, oh, Max, he didn't even play. Yeah. So, so it's not, you know, McGee played 17, but he actually looked good. So, and some of his minutes came in garbage time. So that's true. You know, I think the distribution was okay for, for, for a giant win where the game yeah. was over in the fourth quarter. I like that, that, you know, just looking at the box score, cause like when I, I take a billion notes and so sometimes <laughs> I just avoid entirely, not on purpose, but by accident. Uh, Spencer, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie continued just like like he he turned back on into becoming a human flamethrower, hitting three of three <laughs> yep. from deep. He, I, I had an observation, and I'm curious as to what you think about this. He from the right wing is how I think of Luca from the left wing, where if he catches that right above that break point, that is a beautiful shot. I like watching it. Oh, I, I agree with you. He and you're right about like right next to that break point. He really loves that like. You know that that little corner where it shifts into the corner three. Mm-hmm. He loves shooting it on the wing, like right before it breaks into the corner, uh, even contested. But you talked about this. I mean, man, his catch and shoot jumper looks really good. Like his yeah. form, like his form looks really good. So that's got to be part of the sustainability about this. I think even if it's not, you know, he's going to have games like last night or not last night. He's going to have games like the Rockets game on Wednesday. But I mean. If he keeps getting catch and shoot looks like this from Luca, I mean his form looks good. He's clearly put time into it. Uh, I mean I don't know why he couldn't, you know, keep being a a high volume, you know, high average three point shooter. Sure. Well, and again, we don't know how much to take away from this because they're yeah. playing a Nuggets team. It's on the second night. Of, did they play last night? I I think they might have played. They played they, Wednesday, they, right? They lost to the to the. Um, the Knicks uh, in in like a barn burner of a game. That was their last loss. I and and so the but I don't you know, watching a get right game, I, I just think there's there's things you can take away with it and not be not overread into it. Like Reggie Bullock had had, you know, he played thirty one minutes, ten points, 
four of seven from the floor, six rebounds. The rebounds, I think, are are primarily a luck based process. Like just because Denver just, didn't have it and was missing a lot of shots too. Right. But at the same time with the number of near trip, like triple sing, like singles and, and triple zeros that, that <laughs> he's put up lately, yeah. just seeing him get the ball was kind of nice. Um, he moved the ball. Well, three assists. That's something, uh, you know, I thought he and green each played um, a pretty solid, you know, uh, just they, they did things that the Mavericks needed at times when the Mavericks needed them. And I've been thinking about this a lot with this, this, um, with this roster construction and that, you know, they're not going away from Luca. I don't know what kid talks like where he's like, we're going to do different things in our offense. Like, it's just not true. They can't, they don't have the it's, team for it. It's Luca ball. till something drastic. Sure. Changes. Yeah. And so if, if, if we understand that and then we move forward, what has to happen for these guys who are playing extremely limited roles is they just have to find positive impact. And, you know, Reggie quite under, quite reasonably, people have been really upset with him, but I also think he's earned the rope to figure it out. Um, Maybe not the minutes that he was playing earlier in the season. You know, there's nothing wrong. I I don't mind seeing more Josh Green minutes because, I mean, again, he's a consistent plus. I think his defense is pretty solid. You know, the the shot is, is... I mean, his talk posted some stats about this. Like, I just don't care that the sample's not big enough. You can't take one three a game and convince me to care. He needs to be taking three to four. Um, but he's attacking the rim. He's going in and doing crazy stuff on offensive rebounds. He makes really nice passes. The pass at the end of the first half to Reggie Bullock for three was a great example of that. He's just a good extra cog in the kind of wild wheel because the Mavericks play too slow. And when him and Wood are in the game without um, Luca and then Spencer. And I feel like the pace picks up a little bit. I have no data to back that, but it just, it feels quicker. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and, I, and I like that. Like this is, you know, for as mad as, as, as I was last game, um, this was, this was just nice to go ahead and see them come out and respond a little bit. Now, if they can win a second straight one against Denver on Sunday, you know, I don't care if Denver's hurt. Winning, beating the same team twice in three days is hard to do. That would be that'd be nice. That would really that would really tell me something. That would be nice. And Kirk, did you know that this is their first double digit win since October twenty second? Yes, yes, <laughs> I did because they they lead the league in yeah. clutch games. They twelve of their fifteen games have been clutch games. They so are seven, and seven of their nine wins are clutch wins. Mm-hmm. Now they they in that they they're like the league leader in clutch wins, but it's just it's important to blow teams out. It's yeah. important to to improve your point differential over the course of the season. Nobody likes to hear this, but point differential is one of the biggest indicators of whether you're a good team or not. Yeah, I mean, was it that the uh, 2007 67 win Mavs like Achilles heel like going in the playoffs? I remember like some writers talking about like, well, they've won 67 games, but they don't have the point differential of a 67 win team. And, you know, of course I probably, I was in high school. I wasn't paying attention to that crap. So, but, but you know, it does have some, some merit to it. So oh, and again, it's just nice. Here. You don't have to worry about, you know, I mean, Luca did still play 35 minutes, which is kind of funny. Um, but other guys didn't, Dinwiddie didn't hit 30 minutes and secretly Dinwiddie's minutes might be even more important than Luca's because I mean he's got he's come I mean he's had two ACL surgeries in his career and yep he's Finney Smith and Bullock yeah Finney Smith and Bullock the more you can keep them closer to to even 30 or below 
rather than 35 is better, especially coming off that hellacious playoff run. So, you know, that stuff is nice. And, uh, you know, they just needed, yeah, like you said, it's just, (laughs) it's been a long time, you know, how many, even their wins, because their wins are such nail biters and they're giving up leads. Like, you know, they just don't have a lot of feel good moments this season. So, you know, that mentally that just probably gets to you in the locker room. Like, you know, they won that Clippers game, but they gave up, a, you know, they had to freaking scratch and claw. And I'm sure they're happy they won, but they probably get to the locker room. They're like, God, what the heck? Like, what, what are we going to do to to put a team away? Like, we can't just keep doing this. So, you know, for them to be favored in a game against a team that's uh, licking some wounds and is injured, you know, that's just, you know, it's there's it's hard to find any faults with, with their performance tonight. I mean, hell, they almost shot 60% from the field. So, uh you know they took care of business, and how many times have we been? How many times have we gotten on this podcast? We're like, hey, they took care of business. It's always been like, well, they won, but they did this, or they had a catastrophic loss. So yeah. this is a nice reprieve from uh, the madness of like the last two weeks. It feels like. Oh, well, that's where we are. <laughs> I don't really have a lot to to add to this one, other than the fact that it was nice. I wrote, you know, I ended up writing the recap during the fourth quarter. Love being able to do that. Yeah, I haven't been able to do that all year. So, shout out to Tim Hardaway Jr. for his probably his best game of the season. I think you know we've been killing him. I've been killing him because he's been terrible. But uh, you know, he played pretty played easily his most efficient game of the season. So, you know, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll be back at this on Sunday. Oh, you know what? We didn't talk about something that's actually what? like it's it's easily the most SEO friendly aspect of this. Oh, yeah, duh. <laughs> Luka Doncic notched his 50th triple double of his career, and he's the second fastest person to do that, beating out Magic Johnson and a bunch of other people. Only second only Tosca Robertson, who did 50 triple doubles in 111 games, which is like that's just not a thing. Um, I it's it, the the pace in the 60s, like nobody. Luca doing it like this is monstrous and wild. Um, it's it's record bright. Like it's it's you know the, some of these records from old timers are so incredible, but they're also like nearly unbreakable because the game is so different. So Luca doing what he's done is fascinating, and you know it's it's this is a heck of a exclamation point to do it on because it it was really the full Doncic package where he was rebounding well, uh, he was dishing well, and the scoring just came so easy. Yeah, this was nice because he's, I mean, the Portland game was nice. Um, but, you know, he had those two two crappy games against Orlando and Washington. And uh, he's, since those two losses, I mean, he's been, <laughs> he's been unbelievable. I mean, he's basically been unbelievable outside of those two games. So uh, knowing Luca, I mean, he always bounces back from a bad game. So uh, that's good to see. And anytime you're, anytime you're second on a list to Oscar Robertson, uh, you know, you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty good accomplishment too yeah well i'm gonna go live on the live show because i want to you should probably go to sleep or go do something else fun because we don't get that many games like this during the course of the season um just so everybody's looking ahead a little bit we got a little bit of an odd week um the mavericks play sunday then they play wednesday then they don't play again until the next weekend now that's thing you know that will probably be nice for anybody who needs a little bit of a break, but I'm still a little, I'm curious to see what we end up coming up with in terms of content, because I like doing shows just out of habit. It's fun for me. Um, but we'll, we'll be, we'll see what we end up doing. I might space some things out. We'll see what sort of silly content ideas um, we, we come up with. I, 
I know this stuff occasionally drives journalist Josh Bo crazy, but I loved that silly, you know, Mavs is Pokemon piece. Oh no, that's David, fun. That doesn't bother me. I love it. Was it was nice. It was really nice after the the um really horrible loss to Houston. And <laughs> yeah. then I, I gotta say, Brent Brooks uh, you know, kind of came across this interview that I've not seen anyone else talk about and wrote this really just lovely piece about Dirk Nowitzki and his where he is right now in his retirement and just about how happy he is. Um, there was something like really cathartic reading that where, you know, some of these guys, it's just clear, you know, watching them in their, in their retirement, they're, they're not at peace and they don't really have anything they can do about that because you, you got to find that for yourself. Um, and so listening to Dirk talk about a lot of the things that he talked about was really, really nice. And then Brent's piece around it was, was quite excellent. So I recommend you check that out. Those things are up on MavsMoneyBall.com and we'll see what else we do over the coming days. Everybody enjoy the rest of your weekend. And if you're listening to this during Thanksgiving week, I hope you have a nice Thanksgiving and we will talk with you soon.